I'm Amy, nurse practitioner, food and fitness lover, travel adventurer. And I'm Jen, an esthetician, a home cooking foodie, and mom to two teens. We're sisters and founders of MB Wellness Coaching, a business that helps women find confidence with a balanced lifestyle, dessert included. You're listening to The Whole Package, a podcast where we cover it all so you can learn to live happy, be confident, and keep growing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be answering your questions about how to train through the years. So this week, we asked our audience, you guys, what you wanted to hear about. And we had a lot of questions come up about training. And so we're going to cover a bunch of different aspects about training as a newbie, training as you get older, training as you may have a physical pain problem going on. Um, And we're going to help you tackle how to stay consistent through your whole life on being active. And then we have really been working on a lot of exciting stuff. So we do have two special announcements at the end of today's podcast. So make sure you listen all the way through. Today, we are just going to kind of start in and talk about how training has personally changed for us throughout our years on this earth. (laughs) We're still very young ladies. Bring chickens, I tell you. Yes, yes. (laughs) I know for me personally, um, it's changed a lot over the last 10 years. Uh, Up until then, I mean, it was like high school sports. And you did that training, we never really understood, or for me, I never really understood any training. Nobody ever was like, okay, we're going to run two miles today to build endurance. So when you're on this soccer field, so I never really had like a major understanding of what my body was doing. And maybe that's why I never progressed any further after high school. Um, and then, you know, we all did the <laughs> fad workouts. What was it? Tybo. Remember Tybo? Yeah, I did love Tybo. Very- intense active workouts I always punched myself in the face I was very talented um I never really found anything I really and truly enjoyed mm-hmm. um then we jumped into CrossFit which I was super afraid of super scared of for a really long time it took me a really long time of like working out in the basement by myself to finally be like okay I can go to the gym and I really did love CrossFit Um, It pushed me harder than I normally would push myself. Um, But sometimes like that competitive nature kind of took over and you were like, well, that person did that. Well, I, I'm younger than them or this and them, you know, that, that just that competitive thing that you should be better because maybe you're younger, um, which always led to some type of injury. (laughs) Like, Don't do that. Um, But then Ultimately, I also ended up getting rheumatoid arthritis, and I think a lot of my quote-unquote injuries were that pain. I just didn't know that that's what the pain was, and I was like, oh, I did this at the gym, or I did that at the gym, so I thought it was the gym, but it was my body just being my body. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then what? I took a break with the rheumatoid diagnosis, tried like some low intensity. I did yoga, which I do like yoga, but I don't um I have trouble staying consistent with it um I just I don't know if it's because I don't feel like I see any results for myself personally or if it's because I'm not staying consistent that I don't see the results um and then now I've been using specific programming 
and even designing my own programming. So I'm definitely doing movements that I enjoy. Uh, and that's how I started this round was doing movements that I'm like, I know I like that. So I'm going to program things I like. So I build that muscle without being like overwhelmed by the things I don't like. Right. And then the second um, month of programming was like, okay, pepper in a few things that you might not love and see how that goes. Um, some of my modifications were moves that I don't entirely love, but on the off side, they don't hurt me mm -hmm. in the ways that an easier movement would hurt me. Um, like lunges bother my feet, but the Bulgarian split squats don't. However, they're harder on every other part of your body. So it's a trade-off, but I can do it. So um, I think now I just look at my body and try to be like, okay, am I building muscles? Am I feeling stronger? Do I feel a little bit lighter on my feet? And not necessarily like totally fixated on anything else. Like there's no set numbers that I'm trying to hit. It's just getting in the basement, <laughs> in the basement gym and putting in the work and doing the movements and showing up for myself instead of making excuses. Mm -hmm. um, but finding that is really helping with even the joint pain. I definitely still deal with that every day, but finding the workout that doesn't hurt it as much when I'm doing it um, I think has been helping just strengthen everything around the joints mm -hmm. so it is a lot less discomfort with the joints but with joint pain it is what it is so unless it's excruciating sometimes you just gotta push through it a little bit mm -hmm. but listen to your body yeah you ignored or like you said just thought it was something else and I feel like your feet were like a problem for six months you're like it's my shoes it's my shoes and after you bought like 10 different pairs of shoes okay maybe it's my feet <laughs> I went to a chiropractor I did plantar fasciitis stretching I did I bought special socks and then I was like wait a minute why is this still bothering me then it went into my hands my wrists and that was the red light that was like, okay, your hands shouldn't feel broken in the middle of the night. <laughs> What's going on inside of your body? But yeah, that kind of thing really can derail you. Mm -hmm. um, I, mean, I mean, it definitely did because once I was diagnosed, it was like, well, no, I can't, I can't barely walk, let alone right. <laughs> work out. Um, so I just took it day by day. Um, one of those things where you try a million things and at that point you'd try anything. Mm -hmm. I think I've tried a lot of things, a lot of things still find my thing. <laughs> um, but working out these last four or five months has definitely improved just my strength overall. So even if I'm having a hard day, it's not debilitating. Mm. I can still move and progress through the day does do things hurt like intensely sure but I'm not feeling like that total like I can't even walk or so yeah. I've found that it's helped as I've gotten older and my programming is strength training I don't run I don't <laughs> I do I, I don't walk a lot um like outside or anything it just hurts my feet like so I'm like, I will strength train and I strength train in my sandals 
because they are the only shoes that don't hurt my feet. So I make them work. Is it perfect? No, but I'm not like Olympic lifting. So I'm choosing to make that modification so that I will continue to show up instead of stuffing my poor little feet into shoes that they just don't hate. They just don't like. I mean, so. Right. Kind of going with the flow. That's been my theory. Like just... Mm -hmm. Go where your body takes you and try not to stop doing anything. Like just, you got to move. Movement is key. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And like you said, you've been the most consistent with this most recently. So one, it's something that you, your body is physically comfortable doing Mm -hmm. specific to your rheumatoid arthritis. And then two, you enjoy the movements that you're doing. And then presumably you feel good when you're done after each workout, like you feel good as far as physically and mentally feeling better. But when you first started, were you, were you getting some of those benefits right away or did you really have to talk yourself into it or would you, what would you tell somebody who is battling and knowing that if you move, you're going to feel better, but it hurts to move when you start. Just like when someone suffers from depression, it's like, I need you to get up out of bed. I need you to get out of the house because if you move, you will feel better. But it's like taking that initial step with a lot of things can be extremely hard for people who are suffering. Yeah, it was hard. Um, I think I feel like I made a commitment to doing it and I told enough people Mm. that it was like, okay, well, this expectation is now out there. And I know, like, I know if I tell you, hey, Amy, I'm going to start a program, I know that you're going to be like, hey, how's your programming going? (laughs) And and, like, you're going to follow up and you're going to check in. But I was also certain to be like, I'm going to listen to my body and I'm going to take it slow. Um, The first three weeks was everything either with no weight and I was just going through the motions Um, And really just letting my body not, like if anything was starting to hurt, we would just kind of stop that movement and progress to the next one. And really, I just took it as slow as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the same time, that's a hard thing to do because then you're like, I'm barely doing anything. Am I even making a change? Is this even making a difference? Um, And I just, you got to stick with it. And that in the end, you'll be like, okay, well then after three or four weeks, you start putting some weight on and then you start, you're like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. So you may put a little more weight on a little more faster. And then again, you're just listening to your body. Mm -hmm. It's going to tell you if this is too much and you can always deload. You don't always, if you're having a rough week and you're like, I did 45 pounds last week. I need to do 45 pounds this week, but you're having a flare. There's no point in pushing yourself through the flare to have to get the 45 pounds. Go without the weight and just go through the motions, go through the movement. It's going to move your body enough to push things around so the inflammation isn't settling. That's how I feel like Mm -hmm. it works for me. Like, I feel like if I just sit, it's like, everything like feels stuffy in the areas like if I keep moving Mm -hmm. I do so much better than if I were to like sit and stop doing anything um and then whenever I have 
we call it gelling. So like it's a, a question you ask the your your arthritis patients is you don't say it like that to them, but it's usually like, okay, well, when you sit down and you start moving again, does it take, you know, 10 minutes to feel like things are warmed up or does it take like an hour for things to feel like they're warmed up? And is it only in the morning or is it after you've sat down for 30 minutes? And so it is one of the um, questions we ask to try to differentiate between osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis when you're working somebody up. Gotcha. Something I've learned from a rheumatologist many, many moons ago. Is that right? I do get asked those questions. (laughs) Every time I go to the doctors, I get my pain checklist, which is mildly depressing, but you don't know your score. So I suppose I could ask, but I don't want to. But it's like, did you have trouble dressing yourself this week? It's like, did you have to have somebody hook your bra? (laughs) Maybe. Can I get out of my sports bra? No. it's not typical, but it happens. Yeah. And then keep moving and stretching and lubricating those joints. You <laughs> like the old tin man sometimes. Um, but yeah, keep moving. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It is not an easy feat. Mm-hmm. But so paying attention we, to that when you are training through the years, it, like you said, being competitive is not necessarily a bad thing, but in some circumstances, you really need to just set your ego aside and like, okay, I don't need to keep up with so-and-so, or I don't need to keep up with what I used to do. So I think Mm -hmm. it's awesome that you were able to do that um, for sure. Felt like, okay, well, I once competed at the RX level at a CrossFit competition. Like, I want to be that person, but I don't know that that'll ever happen and it's okay but it's like for for a bit of time my brain was like well if I can't be like that then why bother Mm -hmm. and that's wasn't like probably some more of a depressive state of finding out you have an autoimmune (laughs) disease but coming out of that and just being like you don't have to be who you were when you were 26 like I don't even like it's not and you might get there if you put in the work too. Like you just don't know. So you can't count yourself out. So you made a great point about when you were transitioning from high school sports to sort of just being active and were there really any goals at that time? And, and I was the same, like once you, we stopped doing sports, it was like, well, I'm, we're supposed to be active. Like we're supposed to do something. So then, you know, whether it was running or Tybo and I did one like, I feel like it was my junior or senior year of college, got into these like workout videos called the firm and essentially it was like a step aerobics type thing. Um, but a lot, most of the time in that era was like, oh, I have to work out so I can lose weight or, you know, it's just that mm-hmm. constant chasing the skinny thing. Um, but many things did not stick. So I would, you know, I would run once, maybe twice in one week. And then it was like, oh, three weeks later, oh, I never, I didn't ever run again. <laughs> or I'll do Tybo and it lasted for three weeks. Um, so that start and stop approach, which I think it's the, one of the biggest things is finding something that you actually enjoy doing. You look forward to doing it. So that was a huge help for me when I started doing CrossFit back in 2012, I think, or yep. 13. 2013 maybe um and yeah 
at first, like it was really challenging. And then it was like, it was fun. And then I wanted to get stronger. And then I wanted to chase what everyone else was doing. And, and again, was in a lot of ways, good for me. I'm mildly competitive. I wouldn't, I'm not super competitive. So if somebody beat me, it was like, whatever. Um, but there may be things I would stay after and like work on because, oh, I'm going to get as good as her someday. Um, but for the most part, that didn't really affect me too much. Um, but definitely as the journeys of life have changed for me and thinking, well, I can't do, or I don't do right now what I used to do, or I really love doing Olympic lifting, but my traps hate it. And when I do strict Olympic weightlifting, my neck and shoulders hurt all the time. So it just kind of comes back to, yeah, I really enjoy it, but was it really worth it? Because there's plenty of ways to be active. So again, coming back to what do you really enjoy doing? What makes you feel good? Um, what are you going to be the most consistent with? Um, and then if there are particular physical things going on, sometimes there's ways to either strengthen that area so you have less pain um, or work on mobility or whatever the problem may be or modify a movement. So for me this year, um, I think it was in December, I had started a new cycle and dropped the weights down and did a growth phase and did a lot of focus on my lower trap muscles and strengthening those made a significant difference in how my upper traps and my neck and shoulders feel. So again, just getting to the bottom of some of the problems that might be causing um, or the root cause of some of your physical problems as we reach past 39, um, <laughs> we might need to have some adjustments or we might realize that we've just been forcing our bodies to do things that they really didn't want to do we just were being stubborn or didn't have the body aches so just did it anyway but we weren't necessarily doing it the right way or the best way so I think that's something that's really important as as we train through the years and as 40 and 50 and 60 approaches we don't just stop or and we don't just not start if we've never been an exerciser you know, you still can start at 50 or 60 or 70. I'm always inspired by, there's two ladies um, that I see on social media a lot, um, both like power lifter ladies in their seven, like, I think one's like 70 something and the other's in her eighties. And they, neither one of them started exercising until after they were like 60 or 70. That's like, it wasn't something that was part of their life. It was something that they started later on and still are just like super impressive so trying to just like we say don't focus on the scale so much don't focus on the numbers we don't want to focus on the age but we do want to be smart about training like you said listen to your body you know you can't just beat it up and expect it to feel great no, you're not going to want to go back and do it again right if you push so hard and then the next day you can't do stairs or you can't sit on the toilet, like you don't have to be that sore to achieve a good workout. That one took me a long time to understand. Like if I'm not hurt, if I'm not in excruciating pain all the time, did I even really work out? I promise. Uh, a CrossFit yes. thing. <laughs> yeah, right. 
it's like intensity but you can dial it back still build up a lot of muscle and strength and not have to scooch ever so slowly to tinkle the next day i will say with the new programming i've never had an issue with the next day or the it's usually two days after where i would mm. feel like i was dying um i mean there's some 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 soreness um as far as the muscles are concerned like doing stairs but i don't have to like hold the seat and then slowly scooch down to the toilet to tinkle that was like what this is what i'm doing to my body but in that mindset 10 years ago it was like more pain is good if i have pain i built some muscles but this new programming is easy and slow build and more um sustainable i'm going to be able to sustain this workout uh, as opposed to the overly aggressive especially now that i'm in the latter years of the 30s it's not going to get any easier so you just got to keep showing up and building that strength but even those who are maybe over 30 and 39 coming into 40 if you haven't worked out before this working out is totally new to you. You haven't done anything since high school athletics. Don't run. <laughs> Don't run away. <laughs> Take everything we're saying one step at a time and you can start working out too without abusing your body. Mm -hmm. We always say like, keep it basic. The basic moves are gonna build you so many muscles they're going to build you so much strength and you don't have to do fancy schmancy stuff. You don't even really need much fancy equipment beyond some weights. You can get creative with things in your pantry, milk jugs. It doesn't have to be a million dollar expense to start a workout program. But just starting slowly, finding a program that you like take it one day at a time right one workout at a time and it doesn't have to be every single day like that's a, mm -hmm. you know another advantage of strength training is you know doing it doing three days a week you will see results you will you will improve and i mean the results will vary depending on what you want what you're working on so right. you know if you're thinking about weight loss then three days is enough if you're wanting to get stronger three days is enough if you want to boost your mental health, three days is enough. If you prefer to do it every day, that's perfectly fine too. You can keep your training a little bit shorter if you want to do it that way, but you don't need to do an hour of strength training every day. Um, if you're not an elite athlete and you're not training for, you know, a particular competition or anything like that, you know, if you're the, if you're a plain Jane, you just want to exercise for your physical and mental health. And if you do have some physique goals, like weight loss or body composition changes, like this type of strength training is, is adequate to get you those results. And again, there are a million different movements you can do. There are so many modifications you can do. So I think for me, it's helpful because I don't get bored because you can always change what type of squat do you do, the type of deadlift, what accessory moves you're working on. And if you do like to have a little cardio, you can disperse that like with some weight 
movements or you know, go for a run or go for a bike ride or go for a walk, you know, just get steps in. It comes back to what you enjoy doing so that you actually keep showing up. Um, so I, th I find that that for newbies, especially the over 40 kind sort of feel, well, it's too late. I'm old. Yeah. What's the point in starting now? Or you know, you have arthritis in your knee and it's hard for you to do certain things. And so in that sense, okay, well, let's figure out if there's a structural problem in the knee um, that needs to be, you know, addressed like with physical therapy um, and strengthening the, the quadricep muscle. You know, there are different movements you can do besides squatting per se, if that's something that bothers you when you have an arthritic knee or hip. Um, I find low back pain. I mean, I think it's one of like the most diagnosed problem in the United States um, for musculoskeletal injuries or just musculoskeletal diagnoses in general. And there's so many little things that you can do, you know, that take 10 minutes a day to help you strengthen your back and core, which will decrease back pain. Um, which will make everyday living better, but also make your strength training easier as well. Definitely. So, you know, when you're finding yourself in a position where you're feeling like you can't do a movement, taking a step back and figuring out why you can't do that movement. And so if it's like you said, if it's a knee, if it's a hip, if it's an ankle, um, if it's the shoulder, if you have mobility issues going on in any of those areas, there are definitely ways to modify everything too. So you can modify a move. Like I spoke of earlier, I can't do lunges, but I can do Bulgarian split squats, which those moves are similar, working similar muscle groups, but I'm trading one out for the other. Um, so you don't always have to do a specific move if it hurts you, you can, we, there's workarounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's an important piece, especially I mean, not just for newbies, but for every, for everyone that if you're jumping around from workout to workout, you may not see the changes you want to see. So it's fine if you are trying to just move to move and you don't have any other specific goals in mind to do any type of movement whenever you want. Um, but if you are looking for a specific goal, so like for you, Jen, trying to improve your overall joint pain. If you strength, as you said earlier, like strengthening everything around the joint. So strengthening muscle, improving your mobility within tendon range, tendon and joint range, all of that's going to over, over time improve. Um, strength training will help with weight loss and body composition change, which simply means just trading body fat for muscle. Um, so you appear leaner. And then building strength in general. So, you know, if you want to be able to carry your groceries in from the car, or if you, if we ever get to go on an airplane, visit people and you want to be able to lift up your carry on. Like, these are things I think about, like when I'm 60, can I, am I going to be able to do this? That's, those are things that I would think about as far as just maintaining activity is being able to you know, I want to still be able to go hiking. I want to be able to travel. So can I carry my own stuff? Um, so I think that's just, instead of thinking you have to be some, I don't know, elite athlete, like 
we're just regular people who choose strength training as our mode of workout for all the reasons we've said today. But any movement is good movement. And yeah. like you said, you need to keep moving <laughs> and the joints will be happy. Hmm? Keep it moving. The joints will be happy. You'll be happier. Mm. Uh, definitely boosts the mood, even if like you're like, ooh, I don't want to do anything today. <sighs> I got to go work out. Push yourself to do it because you will feel immensely better mm-hmm. after you sweat it up a little bit. Um, they're not joking when you're like, oh, I feel like amazing, even if it was a hard workout. Um, and part of that is because you're like, dang, I just did that. I'm killing it. <laughs> um, and even if it's like a light weight, like having that confidence about any movement you're doing just puts you in a better mindset too. And then you can always have a workout buddy. Mm-hmm. You can convince somebody to work out with you. you can make your daughter work out with you. <laughs> she might hate it, but then she'll see how strong she's getting and be like, I just did a hundred pound deadlift and for really cheering herself on for yes 100 yeah, pounds that wasn't a one rep max that was for reps so she's a strong cookie impressive 13 year old she's got <laughs> pull up she can do real pull-ups after i think she's been working training with me for two months three months three months three months she got her first real pull-up awesome. she can do four with breaks in between but at first, she was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, no, you just got to just give it time. Just give it time. Did you have to and bribe her to do it with you? Uh, no, thank goodness. I never had to bribe her. I was just like, I need help. <laughs> it was not a lie. <laughs> like, I need help being con- more consistent. I know that I will find a reason I'm the queen of excuses. So I know that I may find a reason. And I know I want to do this for all of the benefits that I've seen. And she was out of sports because of COVID, because she's transitioning, doesn't like what she used to like. So it's like, oh, let's do this together. We tried to pull Abby in, but she just, I don't know. She like she does it on her own, but she doesn't like to do our stuff, which is fine. She has her own routine. Um, but it just helped keep me like, okay, I have to show up for Haley. Like, mm-hmm. and as a mom, like showing up for your kids is what you do. Right. So that took no, away some of the mom guilt on top of it. Yeah. She's like, I, we're working out together. How can I feel guilty about this? So we're bonding. This is a bonding moment. Mm-hmm. Even though she hated it for quite a bit of time and still isn't super happy about doing it sometimes. I think she just likes to give me a hard time. Yeah, because I say she always looks like she's enjoying it when we yeah. work out together. As long, yes, when somebody else is involved, it's like, woohoo! Look what I can Even do. Off. Yeah, like I'm here. Actually, she's like, not too showy, but she's pretty she's a little more bashful. And she's she had to work out on her own today because she was we weren't going to meet up at the same time. So she's like, oh, I have to work out because I'm leaving. I'm like, yeah. You do have to work out. You'll, you'll have to work out alone. I guess I'll have to work out alone too. 
but we check in on each other, make sure that, you know, we did our workouts and complain about our step ups because we both hate those. I had those. Which is really funny because it's kind of easy. They're just, they're so annoying. She was so funny though. She was like, if I'm not a better hiker after these (laughs) step ups, I just, I'm going to be mad, she says. I was like, well, Haley, I went hiking recently and I do have to inform you that in the moment you f- don't feel like you're any better. You're you're kind of hiking and you're like, this is still just as hard as it ever has been. But I said, you do it a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Like you hike up the mountain a lot quicker. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want you to be upset when we take you hiking. <laughs> and you yell at me because we've been doing all these step ups you lied to me and she just stopped right? on the trail carry me the rest of the way right i'm done <sighs> too funny so that's a big piece accountability mm-hmm. yeah right you gotta find those people who are gonna push you support you pushing you too hard support you answer your questions and also just doing something. Sometimes you do something and you're like, oh, am I even doing this right? And a lot of it is like, the form may not be perfect, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the more you work at it, the better you're going to get. And keeping that in mind, knowing like, okay, though this movement requires this positioning or I should do this or that. And um just doing things to modify the movement until you figure out that you're doing it right will help in a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel defeated and be like, oh, well, I do it if I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and there are so many videos out there. Like there are definitely, yeah. you know, short little videos of how do I do a Bulgarian split squat? You know, how do I do a shoulder press so that you're, you know, being safe when you start out? And like you right. said, you know, it's not going to be perfect and it doesn't need to be. And it's all about progression um, and just slowly improving. You know, I've been squatting for, ooh, I don't know, eight years now. Are my squats perfect? No, <laughs> not every one of them. Yeah. They're good, but nobody's perfect. And there's always, there's always something you can tweak. Just like in life, you're not perfect at, right. at everything that you do on a daily basis. So just kind of think of it thinking of it that way is you don't need there's no need to be perfect with any of this stuff um progress and consistency is really where it's at so with all that being said our um special one of our special announcements for you guys is that we are going to be offering a private monthly fitness membership and that's going to be available coming very very soon so make sure you keep following us on social media and uh, listening to the podcast here. We'll be giving you updates as the next month or so goes on and when this will start, but it will provide you with a training program and it will provide you with um, accountability. So no matter what your age is, no matter what your goals are, um, we can help provide that program and help you with making sure that you're lifting safely help you with making adjustments if you do have a a naggy knee joint or um, neck pain or back pain or or a 
um, you know, a chronic illness that keeps you from doing certain things, we can help modify those for you. And then we'll be your accountability buddies. So exciting. And then our final little bit of special announcements. Super exciting. Yes. Amy and Nick have made some decisions. So what is going on, Ames? Yes. So my one very exciting thing is that I get to see my sister in June and my mom and all my family and my favorite little girls. And the final piece is that I am taking a break from my daytime career as a nurse practitioner. And the hubby and I are going on a six-month RV road trip. And I'm so excited. So my hiking better be better because of all these step ups. <laughs> yes. And, this and is, then they will get immensely better on your hikes. On the hiking as we hike the next six months. Yes, hoping <laughs> to hit hopefully all of the national parks at some point in the next six months or longer, depending on how it goes. And it is one of the reasons I've started running again, if you've been following us on Instagram. As so it's not just know, the six minute challenge? We, uh, we aren't runners over here by trade or by enjoyment, <laughs> but uh, I do think my endurance could use some improvement for those long hikes. So we're starting off small, setting small goals for each week to build that endurance over the next couple months so that I will be in primo hiking condition. Yeah, super excited for some new changes. Put a little bit more time into MB wellness so you guys can see more of us and get this fitness membership out to you and maybe on, um, roll out a course for you guys in the fall. We just have so many ideas that we wanna do for you exciting how exciting and be sure to check out our next podcast where we will be meeting up with adrian from our messy life again with her giving us all the info on spring and baby chicks and gardening and how things are going with the twins and a five-year-old um so all of her great info that she'll be sharing with us we'd love to chat with our adrian so it should be a good one and thanks for listening to us today talk about talking about training through the years let us know if you guys have any questions or comments we'd love to answer them and we'll see you guys next time